Welcome to Beneath the Wing. Just like air passing over the wing of an aircraft provides lift, the people we meet can also give us lift in life by sharing their stories of strength and success, connecting us all. Beneath the Wing explores the stories of the men and women connected with the Minnesota Air National Guard's 133rd Airlift Wing. This special series is dedicated to our Airmen's first year stories. Hear from our Wing's newest members, from enlisted aviators to electricians, aircraft maintainers to medics, and all jobs in between. These Airmen have transformed from high school students to dedicated and involved members of the 133rd Airlift Wing family. In their own words, they'll share how they chose their military job, the connection they have with the team, and how they have changed from young civilian to American airmen. I'm your host, Wing Command Chief, Mark Legvold. I'm speaking with Airman First Class Bridget Johnson. Bridget is a student at the Winona State University. Minnesota, uh, majoring in nursing. She graduated from St. Michael Albertville in 2021. And with us at the 133rd, she is an aerospace medical technician, which I'm going to ask her to explain. But first off, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. I'm excited to, to get to know you and uh, hear your story a little bit. So Bridget, what brought you to the Minnesota Air National Guard? Um, so as I was mentioning earlier, so my sister was a part of the Army National Guard as a medic. And I kind of never really had military on my radar, but then she was activated with um, the 133rd year, and she said, you need to do this. So I looked into it, and that's why I'm here. So when she said, you need to do this, you need to do the Air National Guard or you need to do the Guard? Air National Guard. What was, what was the convincing thing? Um, I just really enjoyed... So she got me in contact with now Staff Sergeant Bartosh, but um, I was talking to her about her training and it was a lot of like, um, it translated a lot to the nursing side of things and not so much combat. So that was like really appealing to me just because I was like, oh, this works with what I'm already doing now and what I wanna do. And then just hearing those experiences and then the benefits that come with it for school um, was very like intriguing to me. And then I just kept talking to her about it and then it was one of those things where I was like, if I don't do it now, then I'm going to always end up regretting this decision if I don't choose to do this. Yeah, so you um, you said it's not necessarily a combat role. You're more into the taking care of people if they really yes. get hurt. What does an aerospace medical technician do? So there's a bunch of different um, jobs like that entails with that. So we have like the GMU, like the clinic over there, so you can get immunizations, lab, all of that type of stuff. And um, so I'm a part of SURF-P. And I do hot zone triage. What is surf P? So that's like our chemical environmental like bio, like hazard warfare type stuff. So I'm, like I said, a part of hot zone triage. So um, like, let's say like a chemical leak were to happen or something like that. We go in and provide care to people, but we would be fully in hazmat suits, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's the best way I can explain it and provide care um, under those circumstances. So just a lot of practices with that. So you, you are getting good at and getting proficient in yes. practicing some of those medical field care of yes. human being kind of things, but you do it in a fully encapsulated yeah. hazmat suit? Yes, correct. So that's some challenge. Yeah. 
I've, I've had only a few experiences with it. So it's definitely still a learning curve for me and getting used to it, but it's really exciting. Cause like I said, I've, I've done a lot more like clinical on the like civilian world with my job. Um, so having this like new challenge is very exciting to me. So Bridget, when I introduced you, I said you are a student at the Winona State yes. University. You're majoring in nursing. Do you have a job too? Yes, I do. What's I your actually job? have two different jobs. Um, I work at a nursing home. Well, assisted living, like independent place. Um, I used to work at one like all throughout high school, kind of why I got intrigued into healthcare in the first place. So I was a CNA there. Um, Certified and, nurse assistant. Yes, correct. Gotcha. So that's more like bedside. And then as I transitioned to school, um, it's with like the same company that I was with before. So it was like an easy transition. So I still do that. So I mainly work with um, dementia patients. So like in the memory care unit. And then I also started working at Winona Health. Sounds like you stay pretty darn busy. Yes, I do. How do you find balance between a very, very rigorous academic program and a part-time job and serving your country in the Air National Guard? Um, it's been very stressful, I'd say, like transitioning, but I feel like I work the best under pressure. So kind of having lots of things to do like allows me to like we actually just had a personality test this morning, like the four lenses, mm -hmm. and I'm a gold, like through and through, like no doubt, because everything has to be like three different planners. Like I got a planner for my birthday and I was like so giddy and excited. Mm -hmm. So I think just for me, like just being very like detailed and like I don't give myself a lot of room to slip up. So I think that helps me stay balanced. And then when I do have like my free time and stuff like that, I really enjoy it because I don't get it. All the time certainly so you respond well to stress and pressure mm -hmm. and let's just think back to what Bridget was like when she signed up for the guard in February of 2021 it's two short years ago yes and then you left for basic training November of that same year so there was this time between the winter and the late fall mm -hmm. where you were coming to drill right yes I was not in uniform yet Correct. What was that like for you? And then we'll get into, hey, yeah. what was the stressful, like, basic yeah. training? Um, honestly, I felt more stress leading up to um, going to basic training just because I had no idea what to expect. So I was finishing high school, and everybody's, like, getting excited for college and all of that stuff. And then they started their first semester, like, everybody around me. And I felt like that was very, like, I was in a really, like, lost place. And I was like, well, did I make the right decision? And I mean, going to that, like, I'm really glad I did do this. But just that in-between period, I was just trying to, like, focus on, like, okay, what can I do now to, like, best prepare myself for not only basic training, but, like, my life after that. So I feel like I was just focusing a lot, like, on my fitness especially because that was, like, the one thing I, like, really knew I could take control of. And then just kind of, like, enjoying my last moments is honestly a teenager and not having to live by myself yet, still living with my parents and having those luxuries. Kind of, kind of nice still living at... Uh, yeah, at home. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody left for college right around that August yep. time frame, and yep. you didn't leave for basic training in November. November. And that was, that was kind of a tough little yes. couple months, huh? Correct. But then we put you on a plane. Mm -hmm. We sent you down to Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. And now the stress starts, right? Yeah. How did you respond to that? What were your first couple of days of basic training like? Um, 
I like don't really remember it. So it was like kind of a blur. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like thought to myself so many times, like, this is how I'm going to act. Like, because, you know, you talk to people and you're like, oh, I'll be so prepared, whatever. And it was not that case because everybody's experience is just so different, which I feel like is kind of the great thing about it because you just never know until you're in that position. And um, I feel like the first week was just a lot of like kind of keeping my head down. And then all of a sudden I like looked up and I'm like best friends with the girl next to me. And we kind of joke about it now. We're, and she actually just visited me. So, I mean, make lifelong friends there. But we we're like, I don't remember how we became friends. Like all of a sudden it just happened. So I think for me, I just kind of like kept my head down and like did what I was told the first couple of days and then everything kind of fell into place. And then I was able to kind of like step up into like different roles um, throughout basic and just like making those relationships and like making the most out of my time there. You know, when you talk about a role at basic training, I, I think dinner roll because I'm kind of hungry right now, yeah. but you got jobs yes. while you were there. Yes. What are those jobs teaching you? What were your jobs at basic training um, first off? So I was in the latrine, which nobody wanted, but I am like a... That's military for yes, bathroom. Yes. Okay, so gotcha. So I like am a clean freak and like I, it, it was very like detail specific. I mean like everything is, but we had to like wipe the metal stalls and make sure there was no dust on that. And I think I perfected that to a T. So just, they try to teach us like, I know, you got to just focus on the small things to be able to do the big things. So with all of the different jobs that you have, um, I mean, just focusing on what you can do like at a smaller level, and we all build together to be able to sure like that you're going to complete the bigger mission. And all the time too, they would just try to like throw us off and like give us you know like smaller time limits, or they'd come in and like just mess up everything that we cleaned, and then we have to like clean it up again. But so it's like frustrating, and I think a lot of people like craft underneath that, but. I kind of knew, like, they're trying to break us down to see how we're going to react. So that was, I don't know, it was easier for me to work through once I, like, that clicked in my brain. So th they weren't just being mean people. Yeah, yeah. There was a purpose behind that. Yeah, there was that. a purpose. And you saw that pretty early. Yeah. How did you get it? Did you get a chance to lead other people through that, seeing the bigger picture while you were down there? Yes, definitely. How'd like, you do that? Um, I mean, just talking to them, like, because I feel like sometimes there were some people who were like, you don't get this, like, come on. So I feel like empathizing with somebody and just being like, okay, I understand, like, you feel that way, especially, like, you're with a bunch of girls and it's, like, you're under stressful times, like, you're away from your support system, like, that's, it's hard. And I think just kind of building those connections and, like, I, like, we did goodnight hugs, like, every night. So I would go around and give everybody, like, a hug goodnight. So... I think I just got really close with a bunch of people. So then once you kind of like form that relationship, it's like you want to like encourage each other and it's easier to listen to one another to like go through that. And you made you made lifelong friends down mm -hmm. at basic training. Yeah. Eventually basic training ended for you. Yes. And you got a chance to go on to a technical school through Correct. the Air Force. What was that experience like? How did you get first off from Lackland and then where did you go from there? So I went straight 20 minutes across down to Fort Sam Houston. Um, which was an army base, so, well, like joints. So there was Navy, Army, and um, Air Force, and it was basically like all Army, and then just little one Air Force dorm. So that was kind of funny because my sister, who I mentioned earlier, she was there, so she was able to come like on base like after my graduation, and um, she was like, this is so weird, like kind of giving me like the down low of like 
where everything kind of happened. So that was kind of insightful to have. Like my first weekend there kind of got a little mini tour as somebody who used to go there. But um, going from basic to tech school, they um, it depends. Some people fly out. But like I said, mine was a 20-minute drive. So just got on a bus the next morning and kind of just left. And then all of a sudden we showed up at these dorms. And the first thing they said to us, like we got off the bus and they're like, take a deep breath it's okay, you're not in basic anymore. So that was just kind of funny because all of us were like so stressed, like not knowing what was going to happen. You were waiting for that person with the round hat to come out and tell you to pick up your bag and yell. So that was kind of nice. And then just got settled in. I mean, I kind of compare it to like kind of like college in a sense. Like it's like dorms. So, you know, I had a roommate and, but we had our our own bathroom and um, stuff like that. So have a little bit more privacy than we did previously with 40-something girls. Mm-hmm. When when you got in there, you said it's, it's kind of like college. Yeah. You were there, you were learning the basics of being an aerospace medical technician, yes. the being a med tech, right? Yes. So there was a lot of patient care. Yeah. So uh, there's like two different portions of it. Okay. So the first, well... The first like couple of weeks, it's kind of like waiting for your classes to actually start. So we did like a T Triple C course, like that was more like in depth. So what does T Triple C um, mean? That's tactical combat care. Okay. So we did like learning how to put tourniquets on and like wound management and stuff like that. Um, so that was really cool um, to do. And then we actually started our course. So um, I'm a nationally certified like EMT, which is another perk of like. Um, going through this program is like I'm recognized nationally so on the civilian side I'm able to do this job. Now hold on a second Bridget you're in the military right? Correct. And you get a national level certification? Yes. For how much? For free. Oh you got paid to do that? Yeah. Okay I'm being a little sarcastic but you're 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 picking up on it really well. Exactly. How much would you have to pay for that if you were going through a regular technical college? I honestly couldn't even tell you but a lot more than what I got, and I got paid to do it, so. Pretty darn good. Yeah, exactly. You're, you got me sold. Yes. I'm going to re-enlist. So that was, like, the first six weeks, which was really hard, like, because normally it's a six-month course, mm-hmm. so they definitely pack it in, but it was nice. And then, like, addition to that, too, like, the one girl I said I was really close, good friends with, she was there as well. We were the same job. So going through, like, you're in class from, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. every day, and then you have PT at 4 a.m. three days a week. Physical training. Yeah, like you're just exhausted, but and then they expect you to study on top of that. That was just more, I feel like, physically challenging than basic training was, um, for me at least. But I think once you, once I passed, and then we had like a four-week portion of nursing, and that's when we did like the bedside, like learning how to make a bed and like um, tell somebody how to use crutches and stuff like that, then it was kind of more able to reflect on like what I just did and I felt like a lot of like accomplishment and I was really excited to like actually do my job. Mm-hmm. So you uh, you had that moment down there at tech school where you were like holy moly I, I got a lot of stuff that I've already packed into my 18 year old brain? Yeah just turned 18. Just turned 18. <laughs> think, think back Bridget to what you were like sitting in class at St. Michael Albertville and the high school senior you, 17 years old, getting ready to face the world, you've been with us now for about two years. 
How are you different as a person since when you were in high school? Um, like so many different ways. I always say like, it sounds like so cliche, like looking back, but it's like really the little moments that end up defining like who you are instead of just like one. And then all of a sudden you have like one big aha, aha moment and then you reflect. But I feel like I'm a lot more patient now. And it was like a lot of characteristics that I always saw myself being like really driven and hardworking and like being successful and like maintaining relationships while jobs. Like I didn't really have the space to do that yet because I was only a student, you know, and then going through all of these challenges in life and then succeeding with them, it like showed me a lot about like my character and that I, I can do this. So like, I feel like I'm definitely like more confident and just like more of a well-rounded person because I worked with so many different people and like you just meet people from different walks of life. So just kind of having those different perspectives, like it, it made me more grateful, patient, just a more refined person. You mentioned working with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the military in general, it's, it's folks from all over the yes. world uh, join our military. Yeah. Minnesota's a little different. It's the Minnesota Air yeah. National Guard, right? Most of the people that work out here at our, our yeah. base, they live in the local mm -hmm. area. But you got an opportunity yeah. to experience some of that across the country. Yeah, definitely. What kind of people did you meet from across the country? What what were what was the I don't want to say the biggest culture gap or difference, yeah, but no, for sure. you know, growing up in St. Michael yeah, Albertville. Not a lot of diversity at all. Correct. What did you learn? Um, there was like five different girls from my basic training who were from Puerto Rico. Um, one of those was like right across from me, like in our bed, in our like base, so right across the bed from me. And she didn't speak any English. So that was very challenging. And like, I know a little bit of Spanish. Like I took like five years of Spanish, but like it's not the same as actually communicating with somebody. So like, I would try to talk to her and help her because we'd be getting yelled at. And then we're like, why isn't she understanding this? Like, and then, so having to like go over that barrier was like, I feel like a huge thing. And then, like I said about patience, it kind of like teaches you to like see things from like another person's perspective. And it's not only just the language barriers, but like that's just like a great example. Like everybody has different personalities and grew up with different, like how they interacted with their friends, their family, and how they um, like, I guess, attacked like conflict or stuff like that. So I feel like just working with um, different walks of life like that, you just kind of take a step back and you're able to like, wait a minute, like what makes them who they are? Like, I want to get to know that first and then we can move on. It's a lot of worldly perspective that uh, you picked up on pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. A good opportunity to do that. What was the most fun thing that you experienced while you were either at basic training or tech school? And I'm just going to say tech school because basic training is not that yeah. much fun, right? Um, what was the funnest thing that you got, a, got to experience down at Fort, Fort Sam Houston? Oh, gosh. I was able to do like a lot of cool things because I got super close to everybody in my class. But I feel like... Oh gosh, this is hard actually. Um, I just feel like when we did um, like simulations for the TCCC, that was really fun. So we got to do like a simulation of like providing care for somebody and like having that technology and doing like cares that like seem really real was mm -hmm. like really fun for me. Sounds sounds like good learning opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And obviously a lot of fun. Was it all? You mentioned PT in the morning, some mornings, and then class until 5. 
what did you do on the downtime out at Fort Sam? Um, I feel like we ate a lot of food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so once you're able to go off base finally, um, it was like every Friday, I feel like we always ended up going to Texas Roadhouse. So I guess that could be like my fun thing too. Mm -hmm. That was like our celebratory place to go. So we'd go eat a lot of food and then we would go shopping a lot. That sounds very like girly of us, but we went to um, like the quarry market a lot and it was like probably like the best thing to like be like a normal person. Yeah. So basic training is kind of that culture shock where you're yeah. not at mom and dad's house anymore. You're, mm -hmm. you're in the military military and you don't necessarily get out of uniform yeah. right away. Yeah. There's phases to that. Yeah. Wearing civilian clothes the first time was like so weird. And I remember like texting my friends a picture and I was like, this is so weird. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what, what do you mean? Like, it's not that weird. And I'm like, no, it is. Not, not quite getting it, right? Um, being with us for two years, mm -hmm. what's the biggest thing that you feel, the biggest hurdle or the biggest thing that you've accomplished that makes you proud? Um, I feel like just being here, honestly, and having the tasks that I do, because I feel like it's very challenging coming in, at least from my perspective, of everybody in the medical group is very like highly trained professionals and like if it's like an honor to work besides them but a lot of them are very far into their careers and I'm very young and just coming straight from high school and like kind of viewing them like we're, we're doing the same job a lot of them that is like a very cool thing for me and initially it was very hard for me to kind of view that because I was like I haven't started school at all like for my degree for nursing like, I just feel very behind, but I think it was more of like a mental hurdle, not so much like a physical one to jump over. How did, you work with a lot of highly accomplished people, and they're, you're like you said, they're far into their career. A lot of them have been serving out here mm -hmm. for 10, 15 years, yes. and here you are straight out of high school. Um, when people think of high school, that there are, there are there's social stratus, yeah. strata in high school, the cliques, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, do you feel that same sense out here working with all these older folks, well-experienced people? What's that atmosphere like? Um, definitely not. I think it's just like a different type of, we're like in two different par or parts of our life, but I'm still able to connect with them. And like I said, we're still doing the same job. And it's, I think that's like one of the great things about the Guard is there is like such a difference in our lives and like an age gap, but I still know I can like go to them and talk to them about personal things and um, since they are so far in their career I'm able to look to them and like ask them for assistance and like how to grow with myself because I want to continue to be better. You mind sharing the best piece of advice you've gotten so far? Um, I, I think it's mainly just like they always tell me like future like my education just like continue to further my education like never stop learning mm -hmm. like and it goes both ways. Even if you do like promote and you're in a high position, you still got to get feedback from those beneath you. And I think that's a very like crucial thing to realize from early on. So with all these, you know, older, mm -hmm. well-experienced folks giving you that kind of advice, uh, Bridget, where do you see yourself in four years? I really, so hopefully finish nursing school, hopefully get my degree. So, right? Um, um, being here, I was looking to commission potentially while having my nursing degree, but I was kind of going back and forth because 
there's also um, like travel nurses in our unit and I've always wanted to do travel nursing. So I think it would be a very cool opportunity to still be serving here in, enlisted and then being a travel nurse on the civilian side. What does a travel nurse do on the civilian side? Um, so basically just you can pick up different contracts wherever, but kind of go state to state or you can go internationally and work at a place for six weeks, 12 weeks, 18 weeks, kind of pick up and go wherever. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like some good flexibility. There's definitely a, a bonus. So Brittany explained there's commissioning might be yeah. a different path for you. Exactly. And when people join the military, normally they come in and, and they enlist, which mm -hmm. you take an oath and you sign up for six years. Commissioning is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. We recognize the um, the degree that you have and we, we yeah. let you leave a little bit sooner as a commissioned officer, right? Um, so just a little bit different path. Brittany, how has um, how's serving in the military different than what you originally expected when you first joined up? Your sister was in the Army. Mm -hmm. We're not the Army. We're a little bit different. But what's been the biggest surprise? Um, so I feel like everything is just, like, different than I could have pictured. But I think it goes further just, like, the commitment you do make. Like, I feel like I really embody it now. Like, I never realized truly, like, I mean, everybody just says, oh, it's like a weekend commitment, but it's so much more than that. So I think just like the relationships I've made and then like with that, like additional duties and trainings, like you just have such great opportunities all over the place. So I think it just opened up a gate to like want me to like further push myself and personal life and career civilian side and military. When pushing yourself, military career, civilian career, school career, how has your organization out here, the medical group, helped you balance your school and your military obligations? Has that been a struggle, and have they helped? Um, like, yes and no. It, I haven't ran into too many conflicts since most of like, our larger trainings are in the summer, but I, I will just try to get all of my work done like ahead of time like if I for drill weekends like I will just make sure I have everything ahead of time and I'll communicate that with my professors and then being here um, if I have like a really stressful week or something like that I will just communicate that with my supervisor and for the most part like I have I have good open communication so as long as I'm voicing like what I'm going through during that time in my life um, it's been pretty like able to accommodate that. Awesome. Is this something that you would recommend to other people? Yes. Why? A hundred percent. Just going back to like everything I said before, it's, it's just an experience that you can never get back and it really enhances you as a person. And I feel like it just makes you kind of take a step back and reflect on your life. No matter, I mean, I was young, but like no matter how old you are, like you're just able to reflect on what you have done and what do I want my life to look like in five, ten years? If you don't start now, then when are you going to do it? So it's kind of just taking an initiative. And once you're in it and you're kind of going through, like, all the challenges and then you have these accomplishments, you, like, look back and you're like, I'm able to become a better, like, whatever role you play in your life and others' lives, like, you're able to become a better sister, mother, daughter, cousin, worker, 
Like it just helps enhance you as a person, as a whole. I've been talking with Airman First Class Bridget Johnson. She works with our medical group out here. As an aerospace medical technician, she's also attending the Winona State University for nursing and is a graduate from St. Michael Albertville. Brittany, thanks for joining me on Beneath the Wing. Thank and you. sharing your first year story. It's been great. Thank you. As always, thanks for joining me on Beneath the Wing, where those connected with the 133rd Airlift Wing, Minnesota Air National Guard, share their stories of strength and success. We will be releasing a new first-year story each Tuesday and Thursday throughout the month of February, March, and April. If you think you are someone whose story could be a part of our Wings family here in Minnesota, and are seeking direction for your next step in life, or you know someone who is, please explore our opportunities at 133aw.ang.af.mil and share these podcasts. If you're outside our local area but are still interested in serving in the Air National Guard in your state or territory, goang.com will get you started. That's goang.com. As always, I'd like to thank our public affairs section, especially Amy Lovegren, for her post-production and release work. I've been your host, Wing Command Chief Master Sergeant Mark Lightbulb.